0: Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir this Thursday afternoon. It's great to welcome back on the programme, Andrew Dembina. Anders, it's great to see you. Happy New Year. No, it's deja vu. We spoke on Tuesday. But anyway, Happy New Year to you again.
1: Happy New Year again in a very arty fashion today. That's
0: right. We are live on Facebook as well. Noreen Meir on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, Feel free to join uh, Andrew Dambina and myself there and and comment there if you like. So, Art News, what have you got for us uh, this week?
1: Well, last uh, week, on the last day of 2020, I was speaking to Carolyn Wright and Paul Haswell, who joined her on that particular day, uh, sitting in for you, Noreen. And we were looking back at some of the year's performance arts and visual arts. So um, what I didn't get around to in the same uh, sphere is to mention what was going on with uh, the world of art auctions, which has been a tremendous year. Um, I I mentioned in passing to you in previous uh, Thursday Artsing Around uh, months ago, that there had been some stunning Results in auctions, and it surprised people because um, there'd been a lot of uncertainty during the pandemic. People didn't know whether uh, investments would hold in one thing or another. But one thing certainly happened people who uh, needed uh, money or wanted to make decisions to uh, uh, make big life changes uh, in different parts of the world did dispose of some art. And so there was some on the market, there was some amazing art sold. And um, uh, people had more money to spend because they weren't traveling. They weren't dining out. And therefore, as they weren't going out so much, they weren't spending so much on other things like jewelry, um, cars and uh, uh, fashion, accessories. Or dining so, out. so there was a lot more money spent. Well, there, yeah, I'm dining out as well. You know, all of these things were savings that could be and were probably channeled into people uh enlarging uh, their collection of art if they wanted to buy something they liked they were spending more time in home and they did it so um there's a
0: i think we just lost andrew dambina there well, we will try and get him back. Andrew, are you there? Are you there? No, he's not. He's sort of frozen on the Facebook Live. Let's try to get uh, Andrew Dambina back on uh, this Thursday afternoon. We're talking uh, with him uh, for this week's Art Sing Around. And uh, perhaps we can go to a song and we can uh, get Andrew back on uh, just shortly. <laughs> Robbie Williams on Radio 3 with It Takes Two. Well, my partner in crime is back. (laughs) Andrew, it's great to speak to you. Hi. We're switching it up. We're we're back on the phone lines as we're experiencing some technical difficulties with Zoom. Uh, Never mind. So you were saying, we were talking about auctions and how people have sort of more disposable. And some people were sort of offloading their art and others were um, sort of had more disposable income because during the pandemic, we're spending less on other things, other luxury items and they're choosing to spend their money on art.
2: Yeah, more and more uh, have been. It seems to be the case there have been some record sales and purchases of uh, particular types of art. Um, a magazine, an online magazine based in Hong Kong called uh, The Value, which is all about fine arts and art auctions, um, says that uh, the mixture of what is called bricks and clicks, it's used for all industries, bricks being uh, physical environment, and clicks being online, um, has has been the uh, new normal, and uh, the uh, reaction from the public who want to collect art has been undeniable. It says uh, auctions were lacklustre at the beginning of the pandemic, but then it goes on to say uh, uh, things really uh, started snowballing, and live streaming fueled. Um, so uh, there were a top ten list that uh, the value made of uh, the biggest sales. Uh, in the world. And I'll just tell you the first two. I'm not going to run through the whole lot. might be a bit tedious. But I'll go through the number one spot, which uh, did go to uh, one of the old uh, auction houses, Sotheby's it's New York version, sold a late um, painting. It was a set of three paintings, so a triptych, by Francis Bacon, the, uh, the late British painter, um, for, um, uh, for 30% more than its original estimated value. It was three canvases uh, uh, presented as one artwork, which is a you know called a triptych for three pieces of art that, e- that equals one piece of work. Uh, he painted it, the artist, the late artist, in 1981, and it went for a staggering uh, 84.5 US million dollars, which in Hong Kong money is $655.5 and Hong Kong dollars for a painting that was made, or a set of three paintings that was made in painted in 1981 by a legend. Uh, Francis Bacon, very uh, well thought of uh, modern British painter.
0: Is Um, it it the set of three? I'm looking at it online. I just want to make sure I'm looking at the right art. I don't even know how to describe it. Um,
2: um, Does it begin with an O? Yes.
0: Okay.
2: So it's called uh, Orestia of Aetolus.
1: Okay.
2: And yeah, it's based on a Greek mythological tale. And it looks like. some of them look like scenes out of a horror film, don't they? They're like a. Um, there's, I mean, there's a. In one of the images, there's a kind of crouching, very toothsome um, uh, creature with uh, with 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 no eyes, and it's um it's it, it's it's his take on a uh, on a classic Greek uh, sorry Greek. Uh, a uh, set of images that were, where there were more than three images, and he's just taken three elements of it.
0: And how much did he's it enough? sell for again?
2: So US dollars eighty four point five mil, and in Hong Kong money, that's six hundred and fifty five point five million Hong Kong dollars. That's crazy. So, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, or or naught point six five billion, if you prefer Hong Kong dollars. So. It's um, yeah, that is that is crazy, isn't it? I've got and, it on um, the Facebook the,
0: Live, so our listeners can can join us there if you want to, and you can see the picture. Cool.
2: Yes, G- good good stuff. And um, the auction in that case was a uh, um, was happening uh, by live streaming from New York, and there were bids from New York, Hong Kong, which is very much a centre of the arts, as I've said before, and London. And it was uh, it was Sotheby's auction house's first ever attempt in its history to um, To try to do a hybrid auction where you uh, where, where it would put in antiques uh, fine art, because so many auctions had come to a standstill in the first few months of the year that uh, by the time this took place, uh, which was in july um, they, um, they had lumped all kind of auctions together and they 'd do something like two to three hours online um, going through everything literally from uh, fine artworks to fine porcelain and uh, wine and vintage cars and all of these different things. But in the arts section, this was a standout, and it's the number one sale in the world for 2020. I'll just really briefly mention number two because it's actually very interesting. The um, no, so second highest uh, sale at auction for um, artwork in 2020 was a classic Chinese ink painting on a scroll um, by the painter who is highly... Uh, influential in Chinese uh, ink painting wu bin who lived in the uh, who was born in the 16th century in china and it was 10 views on a scroll 10 different images of uh, a mountain called uh, lingbi rock which was painted in 1610 Andrew, sorry to,
0: sorry to interrupt you. We've just got an announcement uh, from the Transport Department that the ser- uh, train service disruption on the East Rail Line uh, due to a person trespassing on the track near Shengshui Station. Uh, so the following MTR service is being adjusted. Uh, the that the East Rail Line uh, between Honghum Hung Station and Taipo Market Station is at seven-minute intervals, and between Hungham Hung Station and Fanling Station, uh, trains are running at 12-minute intervals, and between Fanling Station station And Low Station and Lok Ma Chau, uh, it's being suspended. So do pay attention if you're travelling uh, on the MTR on the Israel Line. Yes, sorry to interrupt you. Go on.
2: No problem. No problem. That sounds yeah, that sounds a bit weird. Okay. Um, there, there so yeah, this um, uh, this record-breaking sale for the work of a Chinese ink painter happened um, in this pandemic year that uh, was last year. Uh, which came at number two on the uh, record uh, on the top sales for 2020 at auction. So it was it was a long scroll, and not only did it have ten um, ink paintings of uh, this one particular mountain uh, in China, but also uh, there were poems written by a contemporary uh, at the time of the artist Wu Bin um, by a very collectible uh, poet and calligrapher uh, by the name of Mi Wan who um, who's a renowned collectible um painter for calligraphy in his own right so you had this long scroll of um black and white uh paintings of uh, of, a, of a mountain at different times of the day different views of the mountain and um and these really really eminent poems by a uh, by a, by a sort of high up um collectible poet and uh, and calligrapher and um this sold for a 1.2 million US dollars, 980,000 uh, Hong Kong dollars. Um, mm. So uh, that's, um, uh, that, that was, that was, um, um, that, sorry, that was when it was um, uh, first, uh, when it, when, when the transaction was first made a few years ago, but the uh, the actual price it went for this year, sorry, was uh, 513 million renminbi, which is 608 million Hong Kong dollars. So the price went up in uh, in not many years, uh, about tenfold. So it's it's definitely something to think about uh, um, collecting for people. Nobody's got the sort of money that we've been talking about, but um, but it's uh, I think investments, which is not not really what our segment is usually about, but 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 it just shows that if people do channel their um, their, their money and so many people more than previously do these days into the fine art world by artists that are desirable. It's not just the top end like the ones that we've mentioned today. But if an artist has a track record um, and has a decent CV and people are buying it, um, it's often something that you can enjoy rather than than having a piece of paper with stocks and uh, shares or bonds on it. And, um, and you can, uh, you know, in a more modest uh, spending way, see something that appreciates in value as well, as long as you keep it in good condition. Um, and in the same area of auctions um, at the end of December, so wrapping up last year, a publication called Wealth Briefing Asia noted that the growth from last year's uh, spending online uh, at art auctions is expected to carry on even when the pandemic Ends. Um, remember, Noreen, we mentioned um, that drama groups had had some um, challenges at re respinning um, what they would do on stage in front of an audience into the uh, lens of a camera. Remember, that we had spoken about that before. But when it comes to uh, when it comes to auction world, where people really do get a bit frantic in the room it seems that the, uh, the auction houses are quite keen on continuing online art auctions to play a larger part of the overall way that auctions take place even after the disruption caused by COVID-19 that took them all online. So that's quite interesting. Um, there, was a, uh, there was a study by City Private Bank that noticed how the auction houses, Christie's, Sotheby's and Phillips. Had really uh, managed to do particularly well last year from these online auctions, more so than the ones that were in person when people were more relaxed about COVID at the beginning of last year. So um, it's something that uh, that we should see more of, and that people can participate uh, or or watch what's around. And the online use of um, auction houses to do their business on, uh, you know, in the virtual world has also um, taken a bit of effect in uh, art fairs. So when, for example, Art Buzzle uh, Hong Kong was cancelled last year, um, it wasn't completely cancelled. They found a way uh, through Clever IT to actually um, hold um, the whole fair with almost all of the galleries participating in a way that took quite a lot of work through um, through a Uh, through their own IT programmers to bring art that couldn't be transported to Hong Kong in time for Art Basel from different countries around the world and galleries to link up to one portal, which was Art Basel Hong Kong Online. And so there was a very uh, effective way that people could view art that would have been shown. Most of it was shown online in this way. So that's been a... A new, a new, a new way trend. for a
0: new hybrid yeah. trend. You know, people sort of doing virtual tours, but also have a small audience. I've noticed that.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Art, art Bible of Hong Kong was the first one to do it. The first one to do it in a big way out of any art fairs in the world. And um, shortly after that, one was a success in Hong Kong. There were more dig- digital incarnations, if you like, of uh, of doing art fairs uh, throughout the world. Another one which is a, a kind of a big one in the art world, is called Freeze Art Fair uh, in New York, which did, uh, did did the same thing. And there were, there were a handful of other ones that did it too. Yeah. So,
0: uh, my mind is still on the art auctions that you were talking about. I just think artists are people who perhaps don't really, I don't know, I, I want to say they don't care about money and by sort of yeah. investing and by, by driving mm. up the prices of art, we're getting away from, I don't know, the reason why people create art, I don't know.
2: Oh, of course. I mean, when I, you know, when I first thought about art auctions as an art student and art history student myself, um, it seemed to me shameful that um, uh, what was going on at that time—the works of Van Gogh—was mm. was being bought up at that time by a lot of Japanese investors because because their economy was booming um, in the nineties. Um, they uh, and eighties and nineties actually, they started investing heavily in the big name of Van Gogh with his sunflower paintings. And starry Night images that he's known for, and these would be locked in bank vaults or other, you know, investment uh, um, secure facilities, and they 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 didn't see the light of day. Now that is, um, you know, that That's is a a very very. It is because it is in no way uh, to carry on with what you were saying. Would an artist have ever dreamed that something that they were inspired to produce possibly to be locked up in a vault? Yeah. yeah, to be never seen, to be really just a commodity. So, um, so that's that's. Uh, but I, but I, but the ones that I mentioned that really hit the uh, those big, you know, uh, sort of billions of Hong Kong dollars or 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 close to it would um, would be people who are their art becomes in demand after they after they have died. Um, I mean, it's, the same was true with Van Gogh with the Japanese collectors, but um the, uh, the the private collectors generally um lo- loan their artworks to museums quite often if you go to an art gallery anywhere around the world the uh the credits for uh, the collection won't always be to the gallery itself although they do have their own collections but but you'll see it's from a a private collector or a private collector's collection of works that they've loaned to the gallery. So it's a patron of the arts who has invested in something that will appreciate in value, but they have loaned it to museums or art galleries so it can be displayed. There's, um, you know, that's that's. It'd be great if uh, if uh, if, the, if more people did that. Mm-hmm. Not all collectors do, but I don't think too many get kind of locked away um, today. I think in the last ten or so years there are so many um, art um, investments. Uh, uh, people who've got into the art instead of stocks and shares because there have been, they've found the appreciation of um, in, in financial terms to be more, and they haven't been shy about showing them. There are some amazing art collectors and, uh, and pieces of art in Hong Kong. People don't talk too much about them when they own them for security reasons, obviously. But, um, but there are people I know in Puzzle, mm-hmm. a couple of mm-hmm. magazines, which was one of the media sponsors for the uh, show, and um, we met. Uh, we had a booth at the magazine there uh, for the magazine, and we met collectors, private collectors, who would show, who would enjoy seeing their paintings and sculptures at home that were worth a lot of money. So, so, so I take your point, and it's definitely true, and it's not in the spirit of how the art was made, but there are definitely some people enjoying it. Mm. Um, have i got time to move on to something else
0: yes we've got about uh three minutes two and a half minutes
2: right so at the end of last year uh beginning of this year really the uk new year's honors 2021 awarded quite a few people um from the british arts industry um and it was nice to see that some people made the 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 honors list Uh, uh, one of the top ones was uh, the, the, a former director of the Tate Britain. That's the original Tate Gallery in Pimlico, uh, South London. It's, um, his name is uh, S- uh, Stephen Duchar, and he also leads the Art Fund Charity, or he did until last year. He retired last year. Um, so that raises funds to help buy artwork for the nation, It's of a, 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 a Britain, that is. And he was, he was made a knight um, because... Uh, he brought more artwork into the public domain, which is the kind of thing that, you, that, that we've been just talking about, to make to, to drum up the funds so that really great new art could go into muse, uh, museums or art galleries and the public could go and see them. Um, the other the other types of people I, I haven't got time to run through them all, but the point I wanted to make a point that a lot of people in the arts world, from the Royal Academy of London, from art schools the Slade and Chelsea Schools of Art, both top institutions in London, they were given out awards. And um, from knights downwards to OBEs and MBEs, which are the different distinctions of awards that exist in the UK. And I'll quickly move on. There there was some recognition last year as well in Hong Kong in the Bohemia medals, which were given out in October. Um, But they were mostly people that were affiliated with supporting art. So they weren't people so much that were producing art or really deeply involved. It was people involved with um, maybe... uh, It wasn't their main type of work, but they were supportive. They'd show their face and help do things for fundraising for the arts. One of the outstanding uh, awards was uh, the lowest type of award within the Bohemia range, which is called Medals of Honour. Still really something Mm -hmm. to get, though. And um, that was... um, There was uh, somebody who... Uh, from the um, acting world, Mr. Tang Shu Wing, who was awarded for his valuable contribution to the development of theatrical arts in oh, Hong yeah. Kong. i yeah, he was with uh, the APA. Yeah, yeah. He, and he's he he a well-known, he's received lots of dramatic awards, three times the Hong Kong Drama Awards in his lifetime. And he was he's known, his nickname is the Alchemist of Minimalist Theatre because he really pairs it down. And um, But he's the only one out of the list. There were two others, who were more um, to do with... Uh, who got medals of honour, but that was for their community help. And their distinctions, because one was uh, Charman Koon for her dedicated work in uh, um, Tin at bringing um, promotion of arts and culture in the Shartin vicinity. Right. And the other person was doing something in her area as well. I know we're running out of time, so I won't go into the detail.
0: Thank you so much, Andrew Dambina, for joining us for this week's Artsing Around. Chat to you next time. Bye, Andrew. And a quick look at the weather forecast